0: The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Have you ever fired a customer? I have. What happened?
1: Just a a customer that was a little bit too demanding, like maybe thought that they'd paid some money and therefore they could... You know, literally get me any time of day or night became very difficult difficult questions really there a kind of idea above their station if that doesn't sound too horrible
0: it's funny we talk about we hear a lot of people talking about firing customers but how many times we talk about firing subscribers anyway before we get into it please welcome my co-host for the episode the man who has a limited edition tickle me elmo in his living room it's hypnotist robert temple
1: and i'd like to introduce my co-host the man who has bread without butter even in Sandwiches. It's the mind reader, Kennedy.
0: Robin Kennedy doo, doo, doo. Can get
1: the singing is bad. Head. The
0: singing's bad because of that comment we got the other week.
1: They can help you see How your subscribers think instead You've got to listen Here we go.
0: The email marketing show. If they could see how bored you look while that <laughs> d- fancy jingle's on, Rob. I'm thinking of that. Think about all the amazing content to come. <laughs> I to, uh, you really wanted that applause there. I got
1: to press the applause button. No, I've never pressed the applause button before. <laughs> it it's, feel
0: nice. it's all the way over there.
1: If you're watching this on YouTube, by the way, and if you're not, you could be, unless you're driving or doing something else where you haven't got YouTube, um, I, I, I literally reached over and, uh, and... You pressed my button. ...fondled Kennedy's applause button. Then, just then, <laughs> Kennedy's applause button. That's what she said. So uh hello this is rob and kennedy hello from response suite
0: and we're back here with the email marketing show another episode in your lug holes dead excited to be here we're gonna stop saying excited though we have and noticed fa-
1: one of our sort crutches. of crutch words mm. is oh we're dead, dead excited. excited we're very excited we're, we're super start, excited we're
0: gonna start a little pot where we have to put a pound in every time we say the word excited so, on the so show
1: please everybody listening just you know Assume we are excited at all times until we tell you otherwise.
0: Regardless of how boring a voice Rob just said, we're very excited about. So as we said, during the introduction... We often talk about firing customers if they're being too needy, too demanding, maybe above their station, something like that. But one of the things that not many people talk about is actually removing subscribers. They might not even be customers of yours, but we might want to remove subscribers. Why might I want to do that, Rob? So first of all,
1: I'm not sure how long I was missing this boat for. But bearing in mind, I've been doing email marketing since like 2007, 2008, yes. and I've only just started doing this in the last couple of years. Okay. I'm not sure if everyone else but me has been doing it for generations, and I'm just the first one to... I've just found it now. You're
0: not sure if you're ahead of the curve or behind the curve? Right, I'm
1: definitely a little bit behind the curve. I'm not You've definitely sure got how, a lot of curve. I'm not I'm not sure how far behind the curve I am. But why would we want to delete subscribers? Well, the truth is, we all focus on open rates and click-through rates. It's obviously going to be one of the big things we Careful talk about. Careful with
0: those words. You're going to end up singing the theme tune again. I know. Click through.
1: <laughs> it's one of the things we're going to be talking about a lot in this podcast, it's unavoidable. But actually what we do is we focus so heavily on getting those open rate and click-through rates higher. So we go, oh we got 10%, 12%, 15%, 20%, whatever it is, that what we what we kind of are avoiding is the fact that actually that's 80-90% of people aren't opening emails yeah. and actually there's if you look at the metrics on it there's a lot of those people it's not like it's different people opening every email like like Derek opened this one and Sandra opened the next one a lot of the time you'll find there's a little bit of that but for the
0: most part there's a big mass of people aren't opening any of your emails at all and that could be for, any, that could be for loads of different reasons couldn't it it could be that they're no longer receiving your emails for some reason that it's been filtered in some way by their system because they didn't open things for a week. So maybe they went on holiday for a week. They didn't open your emails for a week and you're emailing them daily so that means Gmail, for example, might go, do you know what it is? Sandra hasn't opened any of this person's emails for a week. They're probably not that interested. I'm going to put them in the promotions tab. And worse still, later, they might stop putting them in the, in the junk folder or something mm. like that. So they might not be receiving them. The other reason might be that the person might have left the marketplace. They might now have gone and got a job or, or done something different or closed down their business. They may no longer be using that email address. There could be a whole bunch of reasons. It could
1: be that they just opted in to get your free report and hadn't quite clicked that they're now going to be receiving these emails from you every day or every week or whatever it is. And so actually that was just too much for them. They didn't want that much of you in their life. No offence.
0: And doesn't it doesn't sound like it's doing much harm though, does it? Because at the end of the day, it's costing them nothing. It's costing you nothing?
1: Well, that's the big question, isn't it? Because actually most email marketing platforms will charge you to some extent for the number of subscribers you've got. Right. A lot of them will give you as many emails as you want to send but they'll actually charge you based on the oh, quantity. Oh, but Robert, I've
0: got buckets of money. It's okay if I'm char- if I'm being charged to all these millions of subscribers. Is there another <laughs> I mean, that's, cost to this? Th- there's definitely a cost to this, and that is in terms
1: of that delivery cost that you mentioned right. before, you alluded to before. Basically, what we do know for a fact is that the email platforms, so your email providers, so like Gmail and Hotmail or whatever they're called, now, and all that lot, yeah, they will actually be paying attention to how many people are not opening your emails. And all of that gets fed back to your email marketing platform as well, so they know that. And what's happening is basically your delivery just becomes not as good. It means that, like you said, Gmail are more likely to pop you in the promotions tab or the junk folder, not just
0: for the people who disengage, but actually generally at mass. It makes sense, doesn't it? Like if Gmail's very smart, which we know it is, and we're just using Gmail as an example, this is the same for all of the providers, right? What they're going to see is if you send out an email to just 100 people, but only one of those people opens up that email. That's going to tell Gmail that actually, the per- that person who's sending that email, that 99% of the people really don't care about that email. It's not a very good email, and it's not a reputable a, a reputable sender, easy for me to say. But then that happens another day, and another day, and another day. Suddenly, they're going to start getting wise to it and rightly making the assumption that what you're sending is probably kind of crappy now we also know that that information gets fed back
1: to your Infusionsoft your AWeber, your GetResponse your MailChimp or whatever and then they will eventually start to get on your back as well and say do you know what I mean Infusionsoft have become particularly well known for this recently they'll actually get in touch with you and say do you know what you need to watch what you're doing here yeah. because actually they may end up firing you as a customer <laughs> it, it's, it has been known not just Infusionsoft doing it but basically if you start to get too many people not engaging so actually that means there's a third cost to that
0: which is actually l- losing the Entire platform that you've built. So that means every time you send out an email from now on, you've got to just make sure it's going to people. What's that bounce rate? That's a really good number to be looking at. It's not a sexy number, but do take a look at what your hard and soft bounce rate is. And just if, if you're getting hard bounces, put systems in place. And in some email marketing platforms, that's an automated system. And some platforms, it's not automated, it's a manual process. But go and check who's hard bouncing, which means literally that just does not exist anymore. And who's soft bouncing, which can be a bunch of technical reasons we're not going to go into right now but it could you want to see what's bouncing and if they are bouncing take those people off your list that's your first port of call because those bounces are really affecting your ability to deliver to the people who do want to hear from you and that's what we're talking about talking about here when we're talking about the actual cost because every time you've got an offer an opportunity a relationship you're trying to deepen and you're not able to deliver that message to the people who want to hear about it, who are eager, keen as mustard to hear about it, they're being stopped hearing about your message because of all the bounces, because of all that disengagement. And that's that real cost. So don't be too worried if you're thinking, well, still be worried, but don't be thinking that all of your your results at the moment are down to how good your subject line is. There's also deliverability to consider, right? Right, it doesn't matter line.
1: how good your emails are if they're not getting to the person they're supposed to be in front of.
0: And let's just talk about that number, About the percentage delivered. Right. right? So, this is a real, like, real smokescreen for some people.
1: Yeah. So, a lot of email platforms talk about we have X percent delivery, you know, 95 percent. And this is how
0: many emails got delivered. Right. They'll tell you on that.
1: Yeah, and that's their advertising. Is we will get more delivery than our competitors.
0: But even when you've done a broadcast roll, what I mean is, like, it'll say, "Oh, this number of emails, this percentage of emails were delivered." Right. When you send that broadcast, yes. What does that number include, though? So it
1: actually includes anything that made it as anywhere as far as the email client. So that means it could have gone to junk, spam, promotions anywhere. It doesn't necessarily mean it was in the inbox and it landed right in their face with a big neon letters saying, <laughs> "Open this email." Right. It literally means it. Ma- it didn't disappear off into the ether. It wasn't a bounce. It, it got delivered and it was accepted by the email client. Even if it got filtered into spam junk or whatever. It's
0: literally that was delivered and not that it was put under so their that, nose. That
1: number is a bit misleading. And like you said, that can make you feel a bit disheartened about your email marketing ability. When actually you might be pretty top notch, but it's just actually this is this is another problem. Sure. Now we talked about hard and soft bounces. We talked about emails going into junk and spam and promotions and all of those things. Here's the other interesting side benefit that you get from being able to delete these subscribers, which is instantly your open rates and click-through rates go up. Because if you've got a list of a hundred thousand people and eighty thousand of them aren't opening your emails, that leaves you with 20% of people who are, if you delete those 80,000, suddenly you've got closer to 100% open rates. I mean, it doesn't work
0: that way in practice. And listen, Roger, who listened to this, take your finger off the delete all button. We're not saying delete 80,000 people who are not opening your emails just yet. We're not saying that. There's a bit more context to this, right? Indeed.
1: But it does mean you've got an instant boost, because now if you're getting rid of all the people who haven't opened an email, uh, for a while and now you've just got the people who are opening your emails regularly suddenly all of your results go up literally when you look at the numbers they look better too
0: okay so short of hard bounces and soft bounces sort of technical stuff like that how do we make a judgment as to who we should be deleting and that's what we're talking about we're talking about deleting people from your email client right mm. so yes you've spent all this time money effort passion in building this list. But if the people who are just not engaging, we're gonna call them disengaged, if they're there clogging up your system, preventing you from actually communicating with the people who are engaged, then we do need to delete them. But we need to be strategic around how we do that. So the first thing we're gonna do is look for people who've not clicked a link, as long as you're sending regular links out to people, of course, if you're not sending links to people, disregard this cuz that You be could mad. go
1: as far as just saying if they haven't opened an email for a long time if you want to go that far I prefer just to look at whether they've even opened my emails cuz okay. if so they're not I was going go, to go for two different sort okay, of cool. angles
0: of things so my thing is if they haven't clicked a link for 90 days and if they haven't opened this is my personal my personal um Formula, and you can think about what's reasonable for your industry based on well your sector, what you sell, the price point. The number of links you send. The number of links you send, the number of emails you send, how often you email people. I email people every single day, right? So if, if, if someone hasn't clicked a link for 90 days, that's a quarter of the year, then they're probably quite disengaged they might have moved on they're doing different things or deleted that email account or not checking that email account
1: just to pull out there oops i dropped my pen again okay. uh, keep doing this uh, that is the quote. i'm going to point as if i'm holding one though do that i'm going to hold it Mind yeah, you, you, you you mind that you perform my you said you said there that's a quarter of a year and that's a really important thing to say because 90 days doesn't sound like that long in your business you go oh but they might just be on holiday i mean they're not on holiday for that long are they 90 days really important point it's there a that, flip is, and that is a time. long time for them to not care about you
0: yeah absolutely and then the next bit is if they haven't opened for sixty days, right? That's, That's even the two less bits. time. It is less time, but just opening is yeah. less of an activity than opening and then clicking. Right. So they've got to open before they can click. So for me, it and this is not really scientific. It just feels right for what I'm doing, and that is if they're not opening for sixty days and they're not clicking for ninety days, then it's probably time that I put them out of their misery and remove them from my system.
1: So And this requires you to get over the ego that you have from having a bigger list, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not the size, people. Robert. It's not exactly. the
0: size. It's the quality of that list.
1: Now I will tell you, it doesn't matter how good your email marketing is, over a period of time, the vast majority of your subscribers are going to get deleted. Like it's the number of people who never have even opened an email from you is huge. doesn't matter who you are, what you sell it from. If your email platform allows you to look at that, honestly, it's much bigger than you think it's going to be. And that, that's the
0: case with every marketer I know. It is. Now, there are some, some exceptions to people who you do not want to delete. Mm. And the first group of people you do not want to delete, you absolutely do not want to delete people who are customers if your platform is what I would call an integrated CRM type platform. So basically, if you're using something like Infusionsoft or HubSpot or one of those platforms which actually keeps track of your customers and your customer average spend and all that sort of additional sort of sales and revenue information. Don't be deleting those people.
1: Because Even worse than that, it might actually be the thing that triggers their ability to log in and access their products. That's certainly the case for us. Exactly. And but so also, yeah. deleting them means they can't log in anymore.
0: And also deleting them will, will affect your stats on your revenue numbers and all that sort of stuff that you'll have your reporting set up on. So what you'll want to do with those people, rather than delete them, you're going to unsubscribe them from your broadcast because you don't want to be sending broadcast to them because that's affecting all the things we talked about earlier in the episode. But we do want to make sure that if the person gets in touch we can look at their customer record and we can resend them links to things to download should they need it that we we don't want to like undo our relationship with them so don't don't delete those people I also don't delete uh, what
1: I call partners and contributors. So that's, contributors would be people like podcast guests because we run all of our podcast stuff through our email platform so that they can get yep. automated emails and things. So for me it would be podcast guests and partner and um, and partners so affiliates, people who promote our stuff joint venture partners. Even if they've not engaged with our stuff for a while I definitely still want a record of the fact we have done business together before. Again if you're using something like Confusionsoft and you're using their referral program that means that you're going to have your affiliate partners are going to be in there along with all of their commissions they've earned and all of that stuff so you are going to want to put some sort of logic in place that says actually don't delete people if they are a customer if they are a partner if they are a contributor as I call them so somebody who's uh, you know been a podcast guest or written a blog post for you or, or done anything towards your sort of content plan
0: Absolutely love it. Uh, so I've got nothing more to say on that really, have you?
1: No, just lots of fun. It's very, very easy to do and it's it's honestly very refreshing. I actually like cleaning and tidying anyway. I think it's quite I think it's quite stress uh, stress releasing. Um, so I, I think would-
0: you'll retire into being one of those sort of butlers and the buff. <laughs> Maybe God, I, I definitely
1: not. I definitely think you should download that CSV file and keep it. I mean I'm no GDPR expert, so consult your local GDPR attorney. Uh, but I think you could download the GDPR. Uh, sorry, download the uh, CSV file. I wish you could download the Have you tried to download the GDPR? That's a massive document. By I the way, I popped it in the box next to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um if you download it and keep it as a csv file or put it in a google sheet or something i'm sure that's secure and encrypted i'm sure it is uh then just in case you ever do want to go back and, ch- and keep a reference then you absolutely can it's a good idea uh yeah. some marketers even go as far as popping them into a different email platform and, and just trying to do stuff to get them back to into the main them. one. Re-engage so yeah them. but that that's 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 really all we have to say on the topic of it, it deleting is i mean in, in terms of
0: like one of the big things you do have to do though is keep people engaged and keep people engaged with really interesting content and do that in a, anyway, so what what we've done is we were hosting a web class. And on that web class, we show you some ways that we are engaging people in ways that really have like doubled the results that we've been getting with our email marketing in terms of the sales we've been making. So, and it has
1: also had a dramatic impact on
0: the number of people who disengage. It's, it's dropped the disengagement rate right down. Exactly, it's all about that engagement thing, isn't it? So if you wanna sort of have a look through exactly what we do in this entire campaign, we're walking through the entire campaign on a free web class that we've got coming up, you can go and register for it for free over over at responsuite.com
1: forward slash webinar that's the one
0: slash webinar do you remember who you are i have got, i've got a rough idea i think i've done my hair and everything <laughs> today responsuite.com slash webinar got it all right dead professional this, now of it?
1: course if you are interested uh, before you delete your subscribers you might want to try and do something to re-engage them so it's absolutely something that's going to be covered in other episodes of the podcast absolutely of course. It definitely
0: is But make
1: sure, don't be frightened to delete those subscribers. Uh, Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, which I'm sure you have, and you want to find out more about everything we've covered, then make sure that you pop over and check out all of the show notes, which you'll find over at blog.responsesuite.com. <laughs> forward slash delete. That's blog.response Forward slash delete. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. That's and a terrifying that URL to go stuff. to in
0: case like it formats your hard drive, isn't it? <laughs> it probably won't though. It probably won't. Probably, probably not. <laughs> not. Do you think we were that clever? Uh, yes. Anyway, so. shall we go to this week's listener's question? Yes. Let's find out. Hello, Sarah McDowell here from Like Mind Media Hi, and Sarah. the SEO S A S podcast. My question is sometimes you can't help sending email to a cold audience so say you set up a new business or there's a new product um, and you've not got that warm audience yet but you just need to get talking to people is there any way for your email or emails to be more successful um so they don't get ignored thank you You're very welcome in advance, Sarah. Thank you for that very much. So I think in order to answer that question, we have to ask... What would Julie Andrews do? I'll start us off with two minutes. One of the most important things I think we have to do when we're doing any kind of cold emails is move people very quickly and succinctly and elegantly from cold into opt-in or permission-based email. So one of the things you have to do in that very first email, if you are gonna email people cold, which is something that I'm not massively experienced with, I don't think you are too, no, or either. And that is to reach out and acknowledge the fact that you're a new relation this is a new relationship and would they like to hear more and what you're looking for is people to raise their hand and say yes please I'd like to hear more from you and all you're doing in all of these cold outreach emails is asking for permission so seeking permission in those first emails is the thing that I would certainly focus on to begin with and the way you do that is by reaching out and acknowledging the fact that hey we've not met before but I was thinking because you're a and sort of call out to their niche, be as specific as you possibly can. Because you're with this, we're a business or I personally help people to do this by supplying information about this. I wonder if you'd be interested in me sending you some more information through this free PDF or through this free email newsletter. Would you like to give me your permission in order to opt in?
1: One of my other favorite things is actually a technique that we learned from our pal Ollie Luke, which is actually if you're getting this cold list of people, if you can get their list of addresses, their physical mailing addresses, you can actually pop a simple letter in the post to them, send it out to them, and leverage that to get them to go to a web page and opt in and join your list that way. For us, everything about this cold outreach stuff is all about getting permission, permission based marketing, having somebody put their email address into a page that specifically gives you permission to email them, whether that's to request a free report or to opt in for a webinar or something like that and actually you can send stuff out to them through other media maybe more gdpr compliant media like through the post and then drive those people across to a page where they can give you the permissions that you need to put them onto your email
0: mailing list yes we did it again no guns required we still haven't decided exactly what's going to happen if we run out of time no Okay. Anyway, if you have a question you'd like to submit to us about any element of email marketing, something as specific as you possibly can, head over to blog.responsesuite.com slash show. Click the button on there. You'll be able to record an audio clip of yourself right on that webpage, and we'll play it on the show and then answer your question.
1: Now, while we are front of mind, we would love to have you go ahead and subscribe to the podcast as well. You can do it by searching for The Email Marketing Show on your favourite podcast player, whatever that might be. And, of course, you can do it on YouTube. YouTube as well.
0: Okay, but before we go we've got to go into this week's subject line of the week subject
1: line of the week
0: the one i've got for you this week is the one i sent out oh back in october it was actually on the uh, 11th of october i sent this one out and it did really really well the subject line i gave was my crippling self-doubt yesterday self-doubt Yeah, i know so it said my crippling self-doubt yesterday and i think the reason that worked so so well is because people know me as a confident person so and the fact that i had not just self-doubt but it was crippling is a really intriguing thing up that it just goes against the grain. So going against the grain of what people expect from you is a really powerful thing you can do. Now, not only did I say my crippling self doubt, but I think the really important thing about this was that it was just yesterday. The fact that they're thinking, what happened to him just yesterday? Not like last year, oh, I'll read about that at some point because... It's a pretty old story. Or like ongoing Uh, self-doubt. Absolutely. It's about something that I was obviously suffering from the day before. Now, the really important thing with this is when you're going to do this kind of genuine sort of subject line, when you're, you're appealing to how human you are... You have to respect that and then not sort of turn the hose on them in the email. So then I went into the email talking about something that happened the day before that really impaired me. And I was being extremely vulnerable. And I think there's something to be said for being really vulnerable in a world where there's less trust online than there ever has been. So that's what this week's subject Subject line of the the week, subject line of the week. week.
1: I love that. that. Really, really great. Thank you, mate. Giving Thank people you. a little personal insight into the man behind the scenes.
0: And that's what people really, really love. We hope you've enjoyed the show. As Rob said, do hit subscribe on your favourite podcast player. And uh, we'll see you next week. The email marketing show. The email if we could just get more of our emails delivered, then we can only ever see better results, right? Absolutely.